You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Bear With Me, where we are going to be talking about pick number 48 as the Bears have selected a safety, a second defensive back in a draft of offensive need, which we'll talk about in just a second. Jaquan Brisker out of Penn State University. Jacob, your thoughts? Yeah, so I, as I'm quickly, you know, browsing through Twitter after this pick, I see a lot of people are not happy with this pick and I totally get it. I mean, it's, this is one of the worst offenses on paper in the league. Uh, I don't know who's going to play receiver. I don't know who's going to get touches other than Darnell Mooney. Is it Byron Pringle, Equinemia St. Brown? I mean, it's a terrible wide receiver room. There's still some good receivers on the board, but all that aside, I think Brisker's a very good player. He's going to be a very good fit in the defense that secondary is going to be really good. Uh, I know it's tough for Bears fans to see right now. I get it. You know, offensively, it's, it's looking like a disaster. I can't see how, aside from scheme alone, it's going to be any better than it was last year. But we'll we'll see. The only reason I'm not furious about this pick is because I think Brisker's a very good player. I think that's a great way to put it, right? If we took a look at this in the vacuum, in a vacuum, that is, the Bears picked yeah. Kyler Gordon who, like the tape we just watched together, it seems like a very, very, very good cover two fit. I completely understand where Eberflus would look there. And the Bears also have Dane Crookshank starting at safety. So I can understand them taking Jaquan Brisker, who we're about to watch some tape. All I have heard about him is good things. I assumed that the Bears would be looking for safety nowhere near where Brisker was going to be, so I didn't bother watching him because I literally thought to myself, he's too good for the Bears to take him, and yet here we are. All I have heard is good things. This sets us up with potentially, Jacob, a defensive backfield of Jaquan Brisker next to Eddie Jackson, which could help EJ, or Ejax return to form. Jalen Johnson, who plenty of Bears fans were willing to call or like let be their cornerback one, and now a cornerback two that might overtake him in a couple of years. I mean, uh, Kyler Gordon looked really, really good. Gotta get used to the new names. But... Yeah. Nobody's nobody's on offense. (laughs) After mock, after mock, after mock, after mock of the Bears getting ready for offense, they neither traded back nor did they or give their young quarterback any help. So again, while in a vacuum this pick looks good, I have to start out by saying I understand anybody being just livid right now because if you were expecting the offense to be any more watchable, you are betting it all on Luke Getze right now because Darnell Mooney, Byron Pringle, and Equinemia St. Brown is not the world's most fearsome receiver core. Let's just say that. Yeah, absolutely not. And again, time will tell. Uh, the Bears have been able to see, and uh, several other NFL teams have been able to see production at receiver in rounds three, four, five, and what have you. Uh, so I, I do expect, obviously, they're going to add some sort of receiver talent, but... Uh, I understand if you're mad at this pick. 
100%. I'm not furious at this pick for reasons that I mentioned, but I get it. This offense is going to be shaky, and I don't know what their plan is. Uh, I don't know if they're really giving Justin Fields a fair chance to properly evaluate him, but there there is a positive to it, and that's that the secondary should be really good. I don't think there's a weakness in the secondary. Maybe nickel, but even then, I'm willing to run with Tavon Young and Thomas Graham Jr. competing for that starting spot. Uh, I think it's a very good secondary, which is huge in today's NFL. Yep, uh, It's a pass-heavy league. You'd be able to stop the passes. It's huge, and I think – a lot of people get caught up, like looking back at the 2018 Bears, a lot of people get caught up in, oh, well, they had Khalil Mack up front and Akeem Hicks. Yes, that's true, but they also had one of the best secondaries in the league at that time. Kyle Fuller was playing out of his mind. Prince Camaro was solid. Adrian Amos was playing very well. Eddie Jackson was playing out of his mind. They have a complete, and Bryce Callahan, too, was playing very well. They have a complete secondary now, which is good. That'll help their defense out a lot. Again, I get it. It's not offense. I would have gone offense here too, but Brisker's a very good player. Trust me on this one. The irony here, Jacob, is that there's a chance, like I, I would need to go take a better look. These these really were two players. Like I was fully prepped for a bunch of offensive analysis with yeah. the limited draft time that I had. The Bears really screwed me on this one. But I mean, from what I have read, I'll, I'll bring up the, a text that my friend just sent me where they said, WTF, I love the players. Thought they were both first <laughs> rounders, but what are we doing? And yeah. honestly, it's funny because Jacob, the Bears may have gone best player available twice. And yeah. they're both players that would fill otherwise roster holes. They're just not players we wanted right now anyways. I mean, if you were where I was, I was expecting like a Brian Cook, a Kirby Joseph in the third round. I was expecting to just live and let live at cornerback. And obviously the Bears had different ideas. They're setting up for a future that I – it's hard to tell, man, because on one hand, part of me thinks, hey, maybe they, just, maybe they just really love Justin Fields. What? What'd you see? Sorry to sorry to jump, but uh, the Patriots traded up for Tyquan Thornton at fifty overall. Holy smokes! We will wow, talk about yeah. that on a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's unbelievable! But so I can't help but think as we watch this that uh, that the Bears are setting up for a future that maybe it involves Justin Fields. Maybe they maybe they don't like him. Maybe they love him so much that they don't they don't care. And they're willing to just fix a lot of it in 2023. I I gotta be honest. I don't really get the strategy. The defense is gonna look beastly all of a sudden. Roquan Smith playing next to a free agent signing Nick Morrow. I'm not gonna overrate Nick Morrow. It's more to say that suddenly Jacob, like five of the defensive starters are very very good, and three of them are cost controlled of of those stars. So they could end up with a stingy stingy defense, but stingy defenses don't score points. And so unless you're trying to win games the way that San Fran did, uh, what was that, a 10 to 13 victory over the Packers, and even then they scored plenty of points last season. Bears better really kill it in the third round. I was, yeah. <laughs> I was expecting a trade down, you know? <laughs> I was too, honestly. I That was a big talk uh, over the last couple of weeks. Oh, the Bears would look to trade down, but they stay, they stayed pat, and I know that this reminds me a lot of 2020, although I'm happier with the picks this year than I am I was in 2020 just because I wasn't a huge fan of the Comet pick, uh, where I thought, okay, surely they're going to want to trade down at some point because they don't pick for a while after that, and they didn't. They just went with the two players 
Uh, I want to say they didn't have third. Was it third or fourth that they didn't have that year? I don't have it pulled up in front of me. I know they had a pretty big gap from round two to their next pick. You're talking about last year? They had a third. No, 2020. Oh, gosh. Well, they always trade their thirds away, so I don't think they had a third then either because Pace went years without drafting in the third round. This is the first that we get a pick in 71. Yeah, it's been way too long. I mean, so I'm hoping that they're able to actually pull something off, but uh, we'll see. Either way, it's two good players. Really worried about the offense, but I, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay with these picks. Again, in the world of being optimistic, or at least talking about the positives, right? Because I don't think anybody wants to come on to a Bears post, uh, like post-draft podcast and hear a bunch of people moaning about how the offense goes suck in 2022. When let's be honest, Jacob, even if they did add, add George Pickens, there is a non-zero chance that this team would struggle to win eight games, George Pickens or not. You know what I mean? They just have too yeah. many roster holes. Maybe Thomas Graham gets hurt or doesn't work out. Maybe Dane Cruikshank isn't the answer at safety. Who would have thought, right? Um, <laughs> and I can understand that now with Jalen Tolbert falling further down the board, Alec Pierce falling further down the board, that the Bears may feel like there's decent value uh, to potentially finding a receiver a little later in the draft and maybe just finding a replacement level guard. There are free agents out there like Eric Flowers, who's been playing guard recently. The Bears could go in the Jarvis Landry direction if wide receiver doesn't fall to them. Like, there are options, and none of them play corner and safety. But, again, I understand all the frustration. Matt Eberflus likes to run a really disguise-based defense, so now he's got some dudes to run disguised coverage with. He can play cover four. He can play cover six. He can play cover two. They can rally and tackle. I mean, you need defensive backs if you're going to stop Justin Jefferson. Now it's Christian Watson, because I'm just naming wide receiver once. How about that? <laughs> and Jamison Williams. So two unproven guys, but to win your division, you got to stop the other guy's offense, at least eventually. And I can understand the Bears may be thinking that they've got a quarterback that, you know, we always used to talk about this with Aaron Rodgers, right? A quarterback that might lift his team up instead of needing ultra talent around him. But I'm kind of with you if your head's where my head's at, saying it's a little early to be asking that of Justin Fields, and I wish we yeah. could surround him with something helpful first. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, look, I don't know. It's it's a long weekend. They're going to be – there's still a third-round pick you could get a quality player at. They're day three. We don't know how Ryan Poles is going to be on day three, but there's going to be opportunities to get contributions from a handful of guys on both sides of the ball. So I'm very curious to see what happens next. My intrigue is sky high because uh, they got to go offense at some point, I figure. But I – like you mentioned earlier, I think it might be legitimately they just went for best player available. Yeah. Because looking at it, a lot of people had Gordon going round one. Some people had Brisker going round one, yep. or at least early round two. Yep. So that could be a legit argument as well. They just went, okay, this is the best guy. We're getting the best football players on this team. Yep. And to your point, Jacob, I mean, so we're sitting here around 51. We got a long time until 71, unless the Bears trade up. Fingers crossed they don't do that. And yeah. Bernard Raymond, still on the board. Alec Pierce <laughs> certainly still on the board, but George Pickens still on the board. Like a lot of the receivers that I think you and I both had around the 55 to 60 region, like John Mechie, Wandell Robinson for me was around like the 70s, just on account of his size. Like a lot of the guys that we were expecting to get drafted later, they're coming up. And so a lot of the talent that the Bears or that Bears fans have been craving, it's still there, except for Cole Strange, who obviously didn't even make it to day two. So yeah. <laughs> Maybe Poles is out drafting us. 
Like, I'm, I'm okay admitting that, especially if the Bears land something later. It just feels like a gamble. And right here, Instant Reaction Podcast, it's hard to say it's worth it because we don't know the end result. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's that's the uh, th- that's what's fun about doing these uh, instant reaction podcasts. It's just chop, chop, chop. Go, what do you think now? Go, what do you think now? It really shows, okay, what do you know about these players? You don't have all this time to frantically look up, oh, you know, what did this guy say about him? What did this guy say about him? It's genuinely your own opinion. So uh, I do like that, at least from an analyst perspective. It shows, okay, you know, this is genuinely what I think and not just something that I'm reading off of Dane Brugler's draft guide or reading sports reference to see their stats. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's, it's fun doing these. I, again, I've, I feel like I've said this a thousand times at this point. I have no idea what's going to happen now with the bears uh, going forward in this draft, but I'm hoping that something happens on the offensive side of the ball. Don't we all? I mean, it doesn't feel like, it, so to speak, uh, that it doesn't. It doesn't feel like Justin Fields is quite ready to do it all himself just yet. And we'll see if Pickens makes it all the way down. I know that's the hot name for Bears Twitter, but I'll be honest. I have now told myself it's Pickens. It's definitely Pickens six times. So maybe yeah. it won't be Pickens until a little while. But again, hard to say. Uh, to close up the podcast, we'll do final thoughts. My final thought is that in a world where the Bears are planning for 2023, they got two really good players at positions of need. Uh, that's all I'll say. Like, if you stop it there, I'm a happy Bears fan. Then you add the positions, and I go, oh, come on. They really got those positions? But they did get players at positions of need. And if I could even do myself one strong, or at least maybe more polarizing, Jacob, I feel like Kyler Gordon was better than the offensive tackle they could have gotten at the time. I feel like Jaquan Brisker was certainly better than maybe maybe the receiver. Depends on where you have George Pickens right now, but with him yeah. falling down the board, makes me wonder whether those inter- interview concerns are more realistic than we expected. So, yeah. I don't know. I'm in the, a really weird middle ground where h- half of me wants to be really angry and half of me is really, really excited about a secondary that should the Bears be able to keep it together for some time could be really exciting. Now, there's always the question of resource allocation. Are the Bears going to do what Ryan Pace did and end up overval- or like allocating 60% of their resources to defense because their head coach is defensive-oriented? Hard to say. Hopefully not. That blueprint hasn't really worked out for most people in the NFL over the last eight years or so. But can't say that yet. Right now, we've got a team rife with holes and two absolute dudes that just joined the roster. They just joined on the side of the ball we weren't really looking for change at just yet. Like you and me, the nerds on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and and for what it's worth, uh, while we've been recording, both George Pickens and Alec Pierce have gotten off the board. So that leaves us as Bears fans, to wonder, what now? Still plenty of talented receivers, but I don't know. I feel like there's a party going on, and I'm just outside not being invited and wondering, hey, am I going to – are they going to let me in? Am I going to have a slice of cake? Did you say Pickens went off the board? Pickens went off the board of the Steelers. Did you say Pierce went off the board? Pierce went off the board of the Colts. What a bummer. Oh, man. Well, thank you for telling me, even though now I feel like I'm digging my own grave a little bit because that that makes me sad. Now the Bears are um, they're running at options at X receiver at the very least. So we'll just (laughs) wait and see. (laughs) Maybe the cable didn't work out so well, but I guess 
I don't know. <laughs> Either way, Brisker's a really good player. We'll get into uh, if you're on the stream, we'll get into some tape review. But if to our listeners, thanks so much for bearing with me, and we will catch you with more analysis at 71. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts.